Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Good morning, everybody. It is FMC here on Fightful Overbooks. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by SP3, NBA Playoffs SP3. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I got. I had a week to recover from our memorial service last week. <laughs> I haven't had to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers besides, you know, firing Fink Vogel. That was the only thing that, that I had was, to. That that went down well. That went, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the exit interviews with uh, LeBron being his politically correct self and Russell Westbrook passively aggressively correct self. <laughs> And Russell Westbrook throwing a whole bunch of shade at everybody and and their mama. Uh, that was fun, and I've been enjoying all the talk about Anthony, uh, the uh, the lukewarm or like breast milk out in the sun takes of Anthony Davis being on the same level as Tim Duncan that everybody was saying when what? they won the championship. Where? Yes. Oh, oh, I was about to say yeah when they won a title. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. We're not gonna talk too much about the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis, most overrated player in the league right now. They put this man on the NBA 75 team. What has he done besides that one title to to be on this team? Made the playoffs once. They, they did beat the Blazers. Good on them. Can't stay healthy. I think like peak Anthony Davis is a very good player. Like if you just be, if you're just like, hey, give me like what is peak Anthony Davis look like? He's a very good player. But it's like saying peak Derrick Rose. Peak Derrick Rose is better than peak Anthony Davis, but they, they didn't do it long enough. We don't know how long their peak actually is because they've done it for like one season. You're, you're actually right. Like he's in that conversation with the Derrick Rose, the Grant Hills of the world, of, of these players that were really great at like one point of their careers, but they just couldn't stay healthy. Like Vince Carter would also be in that conversation, but he got healthy like the latter half of his career, which people thought it was going to be like two seasons and it lasted like six, seven, like the latter half of his career lasted longer. and was more healthy than the first half of his career when he was at his peak. I just, I find Anthony and I like Anthony Davis, like as a player, when I do like NBA all-time draft on like 2k, like Anthony Davis, is the guy I want, cause he can do everything. And of course he, like that is his peak season. That's the, the ratings you have for him. So he's like, yeah. great. But I can't put this man as like one of the 75 best all-time players. And I especially can't put him on the level of Tim fucking Duncan, who is the greatest power forward of all time. When this man had one season where he won a title and like really just like one good season. I mean, more than he one two. good season, but he had two he, he's had a few good seasons. He had, he had like, two with New Orleans. He said, he said good seasons. There's nothing about that, but uh, uh. I, I'm not. I'm not going Anthony Davis over a lot of these guys. I'm just not. Okay, not. that's enough Lakers talk. So let's talk yeah. about the NBA playoffs. Let's we go. Play in the play in, and uh, my boys, my new team, 
for the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> getting the win. Kyrie didn't miss. You might be right about him scoring 50. He was not missing anything. <laughs> Yo, this is why I'm rolling with the Nets. I, I am betraying everything that I believe in, that I hold sacred. I've never rooted for a team in New York in basketball in my <laughs> In my lifetime, like I think the closest I went was when I went to St. John's University, but then I used to go to the games at Madison Square Garden and root for the other team. So even then, when when I went to a school in New York, I never rooted for a New York-based team, but I am with KD and Kyrie. I just love this combination. Love watching them play on the floor. They're probably my favorite team to watch at this point. So I, I'm really looking forward. And this first round matchup with Boston might be uh, the best of the first round. I I think it's this. It, it's probably this. I'm really looking forward to this Sixers-Raptors matchup, though. I find this matchup fascinating. But the star power, there's certainly more star power in, in Nets-Celtics because you got Tatum, Brown, Kyrie, and KD. So there, there's certainly more star power there, but both of those matchups are great. Let's, let's start out East. We'll, we'll go top to bottom. We don't know who the eighth seed is yet. Uh, it, it's Cleveland and Atlanta tonight. Like, who are you feeling in this play and matchup tonight? This is tough, but I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, the the New York Knicks killer, Trey, Trey Young. He's had a hell of a season that yeah. has really – he's probably been the most underappreciated player in the NBA this season, really, when you look at his numbers and his output because of his team not performing because I had them as a top six seed going into the season, and they didn't play that way in the first half of the season. They really had to play hard the second half of the season after All-Star break to even get in play in contention. But the Cavs just have key injuries right now that I just can't really believe in them the way I do. And I always go with one game to play, the best player on the court. That's usually the team I'm going to go with. And I think the best player on the court is Trey Young. So I'm going with the Hawks. I think he's the best player on the court as well. I think Jared Allen's going to try to play tonight, which will be a big boost to the Cavs defense. I don't trust the Hawks defense at all. That's the thing. Like, I do think uh, Garland can have a big game. I'm with you on Trey, though. I, th- I think we had this conversation of, like, Trey and John Morant, because I think Trey has been super underappreciated this year because yeah. his team has sucked. But, like, his numbers are fantastic. He didn't play any defense, which hurts him. But uh, I-, I love Trey Young. I'm kind of leaning Hawks as well. It's tough because I do like Cleveland's defense over Atlanta's defense. And I think both teams are going to be able to score. But I, I'm kind of leaning Hawks and Trey Young as well, honestly. So I'll, I'll go with the Hawks as well in this game. Um, so, okay, assuming the Hawks win, even if it's Cleveland, they're going to get the uh, Miami Heat in the first round. I mean, I don't really think it matters who it is. I like Heat in five, maybe six. Yeah, if it's Trey, I'll probably give him an extra game and go six. If it's the Cavs, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Heat in five. I think the Heat, the Heat just have is a more complete team. They arguably, I think it's them, the Suns, and the Celtics have been the best teams in the regular season. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go with the Heat to make it to the second round. It seems pretty straightforward on this. I mean, the Heat are just the better team. Overall, they're going to have the best player. Uh, I, I mean, I probably like Trey more than Jimmy Butler just because I'm a big fan of Trey Young. But the even if you go Trey over Butler, like the next five best players are all on Miami. 
with, with it, exactly like they <laughs> have you have like lowry butler bam even like tyler hero like all these guys are better than anybody atlanta has so yeah even if you want to go trey over butler like the next five are still miami players yeah and i i would probably go with jimmy over trey as the best player That's on fair. the court because he he his his stats and like his overall if you're playing 2k he's like an 86 to 88 in the regular season and then he boosts up to 90 status in the playoffs this season i so, mean not last year not, not, yet. La- not last like, year <laughs> that, that that was that was a you know a mirage that, that was a one-time <laughs> thing every other playoffs he's played he's he's been a better player than he is in the regular season so i'll go with the heat winning see i don't think the Cavs have the offense to do much against miami and i don't think the hawks have the defense to do much against yeah. miami and, and miami's well-oiled offensively and defensively so yeah it, I, w- I could even see a sweep, but I, I'm always like shy on picking sweeps. I just feel like, oh, these are NBA teams. Like they'll get a game. And that's kind of where I'm feeling on this is like, oh, yeah, I'll give Atlanta or Cleveland like a game just out of uh, kindness. But I could easily see Miami sweeping either of these teams. Uh, all right. So it seems pretty straightforward on, on one verse eight. I don't see too much of an upset there, but let's go to two and seven. Let's go Nets and Celtics because this is a huge huge matchup celtics man bless them they they decided to go for it with that two seed they could have easily lost that game put the bucks at the final game of the season against memphis but they played their top guys uh they and they could have put the bucks in the two seed they're like nope give us the two seed we'll take on brooklyn that's fine they got it and this is a crazy crazy matchup for a two versus seven I remember watching them. They played near the end of the year, like the final month of the season. It was on like ABC, like a Saturday, Sunday afternoon. And like Jason Tatum just went off on this game. But this was a a great, great game. Uh, It is tough for me to go against the Nets because it's tough for me to go against KD, Kyrie. The Celtics, though, like not even the second half of the season. It's really been the the final three quarters of the season. They were terrible in the first quarter. The yeah. final three quarters, they've been one of the best teams in the league. Jason Tatum's gone to another level. The injury to Robert Williams hurts them. I don't know if he'll get back for this round, but that definitely hurts their defense. I like their defense better than I like the Nets' defense. I still have to lean towards the Nets. It's so tough for me to go against Kevin Durant. Fuck Kevin Durant, but it's so tough for me to go against him Like like in these situations. It feels like it's going seven. Regardless, it is just tough for me to go against this Nets team right now. What do you think, Em? Best player on the court. Once again, <laughs> I got to go with. I'm going to go with KD. I mean, this is really. I thought you were about to say Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ky- the best offensive player on the court. I'm going with Kyrie. No, but uh, this is really a, se- a series to see where Jason Tatum is at. Yeah. Because if Jason Tatum and the Celtics are able to beat the Nets, honestly, in my eyes, they, they're going to have to go through the Nets with KD and Kyrie. They're going to have to go through the Bucks with Giannis. They deserve to win the championship if they beat those two teams. Like, they really are setting the tone. And we can really see, because Jason Tatum, he's in that range of the guys like Aluka Dantage and Devin Booker, who are like 20, you know, the best players under 25 years old. But he doesn't get the type of recognition that Luka does. Like, people always say, if you're if you're going to start a draft for an NBA team, you would take Luka first. And Devin Booker has been in the NBA 
MVP conversation due to his play on the Suns, you know, because of Chris Paul going down and them still keeping that number one seed in the West. But Jason Tatum really doesn't get that much play, but he's been on one of the best teams in the NBA this season with the Celtics. So if he's able to somehow defeat the Nets, this will really put him on that next tier with those, with the jaws of the world, with the Devin Bookers, with the Luka Dantage of those guys under 25 years old who are going to lead the NBA. But at the end of the day, I'm going with the with the Nets. I'm gonna ride with the Nets until the wheels fall off. No, the this version of the Nets have not been beaten in the playoffs. That's all I could go by. I could this version of the Nets by. haven't played in the playoffs. <laughs> Like they haven't beaten, they haven't by. played together in the playoffs. That's all I can go by, ladies and gentlemen. And they almost <laughs> won last season. They almost beat the. It NBA wasn't even champions. this version, though. Kyrie didn't even play. Exactly, last exactly. With just KD, he, he was he was like four inches away from winning the championship, basically. Because if they beat the Bucks, I don't think there's any other teams that were going to beat them. I don't think the Suns would have beat them in the finals. I mean, the Suns I don't. I don't believe in the Suns. I'm sorry. This is. I. I. We already did our bet last week. I know you're a Chris Paul hater, but I think the Suns gonna beat that team. The 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 point choke. Um, (laughs) the point choke. I don't believe in him. So, not having that. Not not going with that nickname. Definitely not doing that one. SP (laughs) three. No, but I really believe in the Nets. I think this offensive combination of KD and Kyrie. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna believe in Jason Tatum enough to say this goes seven, though. What do you think about uh Michael Jordan, Ben Simmons possibly playing in this series? You see those reports? No, ben Simmons uh, is walking around with all the confidence in the world, acting like he's Jordan. I don't know how true these reports are. They, they're saying the Nets are challenging him in practice. Now Ben Simmons has all this confidence. Of course, Steve Nash is like, I don't know if he's going to play. I, and I'm going to believe Steve Nash over these like uh, fed reports that Ben Simmons is now the greatest player in the world. I've seen the practice videos where Simmons is hitting like pull-up jumpers and stuff, and Sixers fans are like, yeah, I've seen these practice videos for about five years now. It doesn't mean anything in the game, which is 100% true. I love when the, the practice videos would come out, like Simmons like hitting threes, and everything's like, oh, man. This is it. It's over right now. It's like he ain't taking none of these during the game. So I don't even know why anyone cares about this stuff. (laughs) NBA players are very good in practice. All right. They're great in practice. James Harden tried one-legged step-back threes in practice and stuff and then never tried it in a game. They're great in practice. That doesn't mean shit. Uh, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to play in this series. I think if you're the Nets, you don't want to rush him but you're going to probably need him at some point in the East and integrating him in could be a little difficult because he hasn't played basketball in a year. He's never played with this team. I don't know how that's going to work. I think this is a series where they might be okay. I think against, if they got Milwaukee, I think that would have been a little bit tougher because Milwaukee, Giannis and KD, it's kind of a wash in that yeah. like they can go to each other they can kind of take each other out and neutralize each other as best as possible but then you've got holiday and middleton who they would have like kind of no answer for defensively that's where you need 
Ben Simmons. This this feels a little like all right, Katie Tatum kind of a watch. Jalen Brown is a guy who's like really got to step up and prove something in this series. Like I don't really have much doubts about uh, Tatum or Katie. Kyrie, I know you love him. I think he can be a little bit hit or miss with his efficiency, but when he's on, like he's one of the best offensive players in the league. Jalen Brown's a guy who could really make or break himself in this series. I'm still going with the Celtics or with the 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 Nets in seven. I don't think Ben Simmons is going to play. Maybe there's a shot he gets in in game six or game seven. Yeah, that's what I, I kind of thought of in my head where you were talking. Like, game six, game seven, maybe you bring him back then on limited minutes. But, yeah, the series that they really need him for is the Bucks. But, um, I yeah, I didn't even – I didn't think about the fact when I said that Kyrie was going to average 50 in the playoffs, he is going against Marcus Smart in the series. So, I, I will drop it down. He's going to get 30 <laughs> He's going to get 30 a game. Wow, you have 20 <laughs> points. Marcus Smart's a 20. I thought you were going to Yo, say, I'll drop it down and go 48. Marcus Smart is in my five, my top five for He's defensive really player good. of the year. Like, yeah. I, I I legit agree with what Doris Burke said. Doris Burke is like, this is a perimeter game, and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the world. So, yeah, I, I, will, I will drop it down to a minus 30 points per game for Kyrie Irving, you know. So, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a very good series. And that game seven, that's going to be probably the best game, probably single game of the playoffs. It's going to be a lot about adjustments as well. I mean, we see it all the time in the playoffs. Whoever wins game one, everybody's going to overreact and be like, oh, yes. that's it. That's a series. But like, it is completely about adjustments in the playoffs. Uh, Steve Nash, he's, I love Steve Nash as a player. Honestly, outside of Jordan, my favorite player of all time. His coaching resume is what it is. He's dealt with a lot of shit. And so I don't even know like how I can judge him. This might be the first uh, real series where you can be like, all right, let's see like what Steve Nash is really made of. But he adjusted well in the Bucks series. And by adjusted well, he just gave Kevin Durant the ball a lot and played him <laughs> 40 minutes. And I suspect it'll be sort of similar here. Uh, the Celtics. I feel, I, mean, like, I feel like Steve Nash is basically the coach of the, the Bel Air Academy. <laughs> And then, like, pass the ball to Will. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he I does. Mean, pass the that, ball to KD. Pass the ball to Kyrie. That's that's the play. That's what he did. Uh, I mean, that's legitimately what happened uh, last year. I, and, look, they didn't really have a choice. Harden was hobbled. Kyrie was out. So it's like, Kevin, just take the ball and make the right play. And, look, it worked. Yeah. Or it almost worked. So I didn't even say, like, this is the wrong strategy. Uh, Udoka, the, the Celtics head coach, he showed he can adjust. This season, I mean, that team looked like they were on life support uh, in the the first quarter of the season. So the the fact that they were able to turn around showed he can adjust. Yeah, I think the loss of Robert Williams is going to hurt them uh, because K- Katie and Ke- um, and Kyrie, if they can get around that first wave, and that's gonna be a tough first wave to get around. By the way, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that's a tough first wave. But the yes. rim protection is a little bit lacking after that. Um, that was I'm- my. That was my big thing. Not to interrupt you, but like they don't have any bigs without without Robert Williams. I don't believe in Al Horford. I, I don't believe in uh, what's his name, Giles or Isles. I, I don't. It don't matter. Robert Williams is their like their interior. How can you defense. not believe on bounce past God 
uh, Al Horford, man. I mean, I believed in Al Horford for what five years in the Atlanta with the Atlanta Hawks. Every time they were number one seeds and would get bounced in the first <laughs> round, I believed in him then. But I'm not believing in him now. I believed him his first time with the Celtics, but I'm not believing him now at his advanced age can uh, stop KD or Kyrie from getting to the hole. I'm kind of talking myself into into the Celtics though. I really am like their defense is going to give the Nets fits even without Williams. Like their perimeter defense is really good. Kevin Durant's still going to get his. That's the thing is like, I'm all, I, it's also tough for me to like talk myself out of Kevin Durant, even though fuck him. I'm still going to stick with Nets in seven. I'm not confident in this pick at all. I'm really not. It, it's a coin flip series to me. It, it really, really is. is. It's a it coin really flip is. series. I, I feel like it's going to come down to one possession in game seven. Honestly, yeah. that, that's how it really feels with this one. I could be wrong going with the Nets, but I, I just, I'm going to go with the underdog, the underdog Nets. I think, I think if Ben Simmons plays, the Nets are more likely to lose. Yes, I agree. That, that's I agree my hot that. take. <laughs> I agree with that. Ben Simmons, I'm sorry, you haven't played since you had the worst series of an all-star player that I've ever seen in my life, in my life, on an NBA court against the, the Atlanta Hawks last playoffs. So to, to see him come back in the playoffs, it doesn't leave me with a whole bunch of optimism for the for the Brooklyn Nets. But this team that they have constructed right now, I feel like offensively they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, you know, like I say, Kyrie can't miss at this point. He is well rested. He's gonna miss. He's he gonna, is gonna he is gonna miss against there's against a difference Marcus between Smart. facing there's a difference between facing the Cavs defense, which has been good all season but fell off after Jared Allen and facing the Celtics defense of Marcus Smart. Big difference. That's true. This is true. I'm not denying that. That's why I said I will go. I will drop down from 50 to 30 points per game for Kyrie Irving during this series. But I think 30 points from him, 30 to 35 from KD and the rest of the team doing what they need to do, making open shots. I think that's enough for the for the Brooklyn Nets to take this in seven. And plus, uh, plus, I'm a Laker fan. I'm not rooting for the Celtics. So that's your biggest thing is you can't pick <laughs> the Celtics as a Lakers fan. That's really what it comes down to. This is a lifetime. This is a <laughs> lifetime of how I've been brought up. I can I mean, never I root for the Celtics. I respect it. I completely respect it. Like I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Man, I can't wait for this series. This it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be uh, fun. All right. So we're both in agreement on the Nets. I'm really hesitant on this one, though. I'm going to flip after game one. Like, whoever wins game one, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, the Celtics got this. Or, or I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, definitely the Nets. I believed in them the entire time. And it's one game. I love how everyone – and I'm going to do it as well, even though I'm saying right now, don't overreact to game one. I'm going to completely overreact to game one. We're, we're leaving the door open for you to change your pick next week. Yeah. We'll leave 100%. the door open for that. Uh, Bucks and Bulls, this seems pretty straightforward, honestly. <laughs> Man, How the Bucks sick. lucked out so much. Like getting the three seed, it's like, wait, you're just gonna hand us this Bulls matchup? Like, okay, cool. Like every other, I mean, the one and eight, like it shouldn't be too bad for Miami. But the Bulls, the way they played in the second half of the season, the way they played against top teams all all season, like the way the Bucks look and everything, the Bucks are like, thanks, thanks guys, <laughs> give us this Bulls matchup. Like this, 
it's another one where I don't feel comfortable saying sweep just because I I hate picking sweeps. But if the Bucks don't win this in five, I would be pretty sh- surprised. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say it's a sweep. Like okay. I, I I've I said this. That. I've said this since Bob O'Neill tried to project <laughs> castrate my Los Angeles Lakers over on the Distraction YouTube channel. I will say it here that no, the the Bulls is not, probably not going to win a game. I think DeRozan had a great season. I think this team, as constructed, is going to be a playoff team next season as well. But I don't believe them against the reigning NBA champions, the what a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year, probably going to make first team all defense, first team all NBA this season. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah, I this seems like a pretty straightforward matchup. Giannis is the best player on the floor. Middleton's probably the second best player. Fuck, even Drew Holiday might be the third best player on the floor. DeRo- playoff DeRozan, I've seen this man too many times in the playoffs do what he does. I like Zach Levine, but we haven't seen him on this stage. So I don't know quite what you're getting out of him. The Bulls have been just so bad against top teams. Billy Donovan. I I did my Billy Donovan rant like last week, but I have no faith in this man. I don't even have much faith in in Budenholzer, even after he won a title, but like it much like Steve Nash's adjustment was, Hey, Giannis just like do stuff. And Giannis is very good at doing stuff. And he's, he's even better this season. This seems like a pretty easy matchup for the bull or for the bucks. Like their defense is too good. They got Giannis. Maybe the bulls get a game like just because, but outside of that, I just don't see it for, for the bulls. I don't know what they have to offer that the bucks can't counter and, and do better. Yeah, there's no side of the ball where I think that the Bulls are better. I don't think they're better offensively. I don't think they're better defensively. This seems like the the easiest prediction of the Eastern Conference. Like we we can sway back and forth on Nets and Celtics. You can you know have a debate on if it's five or six games for the one eight matchup. But this is a foregone conclusion. It's going to be the Bucks in either four or five. Yeah, Raptors Sixers. If Celtics-Nets wasn't a thing, this would be my favorite matchup in the entire playoffs first round because the Sixers, they've got the star power. They've got Embiid and Harden. This Raptors team, one, I don't think anybody expected them to be a five seed. It, it nope. seemed like for the like they were in the play-in territory for most, most of the season, and then they jumped up to the five seed. They don't have a star, even though Siakam is playing like kind of next-level basketball and Fred Van Vliet's been playing really well all season but as a team they're really great the coaching matchup and playoffs is a lot about coaching nick nurse i'm giving him a big edge over doc rivers nick nurse has won a title he knows how to make these adjustments doc rivers i've seen this man flame out in the playoffs way too many times to have any type of faith in him james harden i've seen him flame out in the playoffs way too many times to have too much faith in him and bead i really like him bead but they're going to trap him. They're going to send two or three at him. And I, I was reading stats of like, oh, Embiid, he's, he's improved his passing out of like double teams and stuff this year. But against the Raptors, like when they uh, trapped him and sent doubles and triples at him, eight assists to eight turnovers. So it ain't like he's like lighting the world on fire when they send extra guys at him, at, at least against the Raptors, maybe against other teams who kind of do like a soft double on him. He, he does okay. But the Raptors go aggressive. And that, they got the that can be an issue. 
yeah, like that could be an issue for me. I don't like the Raptors offense. They don't have much to offer offensively, but they got Siakam who can get buckets. They got Van Vliet who like we've seen him hit big shots and everything. I still want to lean towards the Sixers because Embiid is that good. And like, I feel like Harden can do enough, but this is a tough, tough out for, for the Sixers in the first round, like a really, really tough out because the things that the Raptors do well are the things that the Sixers can kind of struggle at. And the coaching, I, I said it just a few minutes ago, like a lot of the playoffs just comes down to coaching and adjustments. And Nick Nurse has a big edge in that area over Doc Rivers. And the talent disparity, like Embiid is obviously a big time talent disparity there, but Doc Rivers is a guy who just like brings the talent down in the playoffs. And that's not good either. And James Harden, I mean, look, until this guy proves something, it's gonna it's gonna be very easy to continue to doubt him. And it ain't like like this ain't prime James Harden either. No. James Harden in his prime was obviously a big difference maker. He's lost a step. He's still very good, but he's lost a step. And prime James Harden was struggling in these moments. I don't know how good lost a step James Harden is in these moments, but I'm willing to bet against him. That said, I'm still going with the Sixers. <laughs> I love, I love that was the, the, the big, the big lead up to still. I, I'm still it's still tough for me. Like I really like Joel Embiid. He's not my MVP. He's not going to win MVP. MVP. Deserve, no, he doesn't MVP. deserve to win MVP. He does. Do you I see? Still... You see the James, the, the broken down James Harden. This man has had to deal with. He's gone down every single stat line. Doc is going to play DeAndre Jordan too. Like he's going to oh, play God. DeAndre Jordan for no reason. Oh man, it's not going to surprise me if if the Raptors win this series at all. Like it's not going to surprise me at all. I just have a tough time going against go, going against Joel Embiid right now and it's not like Joel Embiid like has at money marks as Tobias Harris like man Tobias Harris is he's been so hit or miss he's a guy that can like kind of get hot though and, yeah. and 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 hurt you a little bit not having Tybal for the games in Toronto is gonna hurt them at least defensively offensively like he gives you absolutely nothing and it could yeah. actually hurt the Raptors defense because they could just ignore him offensively but like defensively that's going to hurt because I think the Sixers like to switch a lot and the Raptors can at least hunt those matchups. Like Anobi's got to have, he's going to have to play better. Scotty Barnes. We'll see if he can uh, go to that next level as a rookie. I have no doubts about Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet's going to kind of be in for a big series because I think he can hunt matchups and go after it. Yeah. Maxi, he, he's going to have to, he's going to have to step up and carry a big offense for, yeah. for the Sixers. I'm going with the Sixers in seven. I don't feel confident at all. Over, the, I feel less confident about this than, than I do Nets and Celtics. Like, I really want to pick the Sixers. Get, don't get me wrong. I think Maxi is going to have a great series, actually. Tobias Harris, yeah, he's too, he's too hit or miss for me to have any confidence in him. Uh, yeah, Max Maxi was on my fantasy team as well. Bad company, uh, Bill. So I know I know that Maxi can can deliver when he needs to. That's why I think that this is gonna that's gonna be the best uh, addition addition vice attraction because they don't have Ben Simmons this year, and I think that the Sixers are just gonna play much much better. But it's gonna really come down to the coaching and who do I believe in? Doc Choke Rivers or 
do I believe in future Los Angeles Lakers coach Nick Nurse? Um, Nick gonna... Nurse is not going to the fucking Lakers. Future... His contract isn't up. They have no draft picks to trade for him. There's future some... Los Angeles Lakers coach Nick yeah, Nurse. He, either him or Mark Jackson. I'm I'm fine with. Oh him. God, Mark Jackson's awful. Please take Mark Jackson. LeBron loves. Will you stop? Will you stop the the slander of Mark Jackson? Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's an awful head coach. This isn't slander. This is facts. He put together the next dynasty of the NBA. He put together the Golden State Warriors. He didn't put them together. He held them back. He got fired, and then they won a bunch of titles after that because they didn't have him holding him back anymore. There's a reason. By the way, Mark Jackson got fired by the Warriors, and then he's been out of the league ever since, despite every team apparently having interest in him since he's been fired. These coaches that just can't immediately get a job or at least get a job after taking a year off, there's a reason for that. It's because they're not very good. Mark hey, Jackson's an Jason, awful coach. Jason Kidd won an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers as our assistant coach, and he's done very as well. An with the, and he's done very well because he Dallas was smart. I'll say this about Jason Kidd: he was smart to take an assistant job and not just go to the booth for a year, because at least he stayed around the game. Mark Jackson just goes to the booth and just criticizes a bunch of guys and, and says his little catchphrases and shit, but he's not an actual good head coach. He's not in the, those Mama, rooms. there go that mad again. No, he's not man. in those rooms. He's not doing X's and O's. He's just throwing out his catchphrases on TV because you don't actually have to be good on television. Hand down, man down. <laughs> this is like saying, oh, Charles Barkley can just walk in and be a coach just because he's been on television and stuff. He's a former NBA player. No. Anybody can get these television jobs. They ain't going to make for good head coaches. Mark Jackson sucks. He's an awful head coach. I hope the Lakers hire him on LeBron recommendation because they're going to suck again next year. And then LeBron's going to be like, I didn't have anything to do with the coaching pick. I, that wasn't my choice. You know, the, the front office talks to me and they get my input, but like, I didn't make that decision. And LeBron's going to take no responsibility for Mark Jackson, even though, you know, he's going to, to Polinka and whoever every day, be like hire Mark Jackson, hire Mark Jackson. I love Mark Jackson. You take no responsibility when they suck again next year because Mark Jackson sucks as a head coach. Please hire Mark Jackson. We're going to have this conversation a year from now on ESPN when ESPN buys us out uh, of FMC. <laughs> and I hope that happens, by the way. Yes, and, and I'm going to bury should. Mark Jackson. <laughs> We're going to be rich. I'm going to bury Mark Jackson on that as well. Like I told you a year ago when, when 10 people were watching us on YouTube that Mark Jackson was awful. Now in front of 10 million people on ESPN – Mark Jackson, still an awful head coach. I don't care because I use Mark Jackson catchphrases in my everyday life. I got to use a Mark Jackson catchphrase in my article on Wrestle Talk. So Mark Jackson deserves a job in NBA, not necessarily the Los Angeles Lakers job. No, I you said it. you wanted for the Lakers. <laughs> You're gonna lie in this bed, SP3. You're gonna lie in it. And next year I when said, we're on ESPN, we're gonna run this clip back, and you're gonna be like, I didn't want Mark. You're gonna LeBron James this shit. Like, I didn't want Mark Jackson. I, I, said, I told I said, you Mark Jackson was I awful. Said, I said he's in the options. I said Nick Nurse first, and then I said Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. He's in the Mark top. Jackson. He's in the top three of who I would choose because Mark Jackson. He does have good your options. Qualities as suck a coach. if Mark Jackson is top three. Go get somebody else. I I don't know all the all the available options get in the Phil. NBA right now. Get Phil off of off of the 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 peyote uh, farm and get bring him back in. He would rather that, have he him. loved that weed. He loved that weed too much, man. I don't. You'd rather him. have him than Mark Jackson. 
I, of course, of course, I would love me. Phil Jackson. I'm Phil Jackson. No. I'm wanting to know as a head coach. I'm wanting no. to know. I even, I even retweeted you and I put hashtag don't hire Jeremy. Why? I'm better because, than Mark Jackson. Because you slandered the Los Angeles Lakers in your pitch to become a Lakers coach. You called them little, them. You called them little had... children. Yeah, I said I got experience in coaching little whiny girls, which is factual. That's what they are. Bunch of whiny Anthony, girls. Anthony Davis is not a whiny girl. He is I got these girls playing out. defense. Oh SB3, you should see my coaching. You should you should see how good I am. I got them playing defense. I got them playing fundamental basketball out there. It, no organization or anything before me. I go into practice. I was like, here's what we're going to do. I don't play in these fundamental basketball. The Lakers don't play none of that shit. That's what I come in there and do. Get them play defense and play fundamental basketball. You're the Gordon Bombay of uh, basketball, basically. Yeah, you don't want me as the coach? You don't want no, me as the coach, as the Gordon Bombay? You'd rather Mark Jackson just because he says, cat. I got catchphrases. Got what's your catchphrase? What's your catchphrase better than mama? There go that man again. That's the one I basketball. use. That's my catchphrase. Oh my God. You're still, you're still in catchphrase. You're still in catchphrase. Wins is my catchphrase. Oh my God. You're still in catchphrases catch now phrase. from Charlie Cheen. Will you stop? Will you stop? But no. Winning. Uh, all I will say is that Nick Nurse is the number one option. Uh, that's gonna be the future Los Angeles Lakers coach. So I I want to go with the Raptors here, but I can't go against the next NBA MVP. I wish they would just do the awards after the regular season because I don't understand the whole doing it after the playoffs. It makes no sense to me and never will. Um, I also don't get why now Jokic and Embiid can be listed as forwards when they've played center. <laughs> All year on the All NBA team, I'm all fine and dandy for it because Jokic and Embiid are gonna make the first team, so I'm all fine and dandy with it. I don't for know now. if they will because they're like gonna split forward and center votes. Like one that of is gonna true. End up second but second I, team. Nah, I, th- I think they will both make the first team. I think I think Giannis will be the other forward. I think it will be Booker, Luca. Luca's the other guard. You think Luca? What it's a hundred percent. Yeah, Luka. yeah, like, you're probably right. Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm more hesitant on picking Booker. And my friend asked me the same question, and like, I'm more hesitant on picking Booker than than I am Luca. Like, I think Luca is easily there. I'm like Giannis will probably be the other four. Durant's injury hurts him a little bit. Exactly. That's why I say he's gonna make. I probably I put Durant's uh, second team. That and I put Durant and Tatum is going to be yeah. second team forwards, and LeBron will be third team. Uh, I would have year. Tatum. I would have Tatum first team if if Giannis or not Giannis, uh, Jokic and Embiid split the vote. We're like, centers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have Tatum first team at forward. Yeah, I, and at this point, I really think that it should just be all like it should just be the five best players at this point. If you're going to do that, it should just be the five best players are the, the 15 best players overall for the NBA, all NBA teams. But I, like I said, I've been riding this Embiid bandwagon and I always go with the best player on the court winning. So I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you and say Sixers in seven, but this is, you have your door open to change your pick for Brooklyn and Boston. I'm not changing my pick there. I'm leaving the door open for this one. I may change it to the Raptors only because Nick Nurse is the best coach on the court. I think the Raptors are going to win game one. And I think it's going to be a lot of overreactions. And I don't think that it'll be completely unfounded either. 
or the Sixers are going to win game one. I That's a hot take. The Sixers or the Raptors will get win game one. But I do think it'll be like overreaction city. Like the Raptors will win and everyone will freak out, but then the Sixers will kind of punch back or the Sixers will win and then the Raptors will will make the proper adjustments. Nick Nurse will make the proper adjustments. Yeah. On it. But I, I actually do think the Raptors win game one. I think the Sixers, right now I'm saying. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. In the Sixers in seven, but I don't believe in the Sixers to make it past that. that I think they make it to the, to the Eastern Conference semifinals and they're going to lose to the Miami Heat. Yeah, the look at time. Miami. And that's a, like, that's, Miami's like Sixer or like Raptors, like juiced up. Like, yes, just well-oiled team, but they have better players. Exactly, they have they have a player that can be the best player on the court any given night in Jimmy Butler. Even though in that that matchup of Embiid versus Bam, I think Bam, as far as one-on-one matchups in the East, he's going to be the guy that gives Embiid the most problems. So that's why I'll go with Miami over the Sixers. But for now. I'll go with the Sixers because I do believe Embiid is going to go off because he also he wants to make sure these stupid media members that are trying to give Jokic another free pass. I, I know he's the first player ever to a 2,000, 1,000, 1,000. Oh, it's like Russell Westbrook when he averaged a triple-double. When someone does something for the first time ever or the first time in a long time, we got to give him the MVP. Not the guy that's working the hardest, the guy that's had to deal with Ben Simmons not playing in the whole damn year who had to deal with a deflated or a pu- or a puffed up the Nuggets version have not of had James their two and three best Come players. On. He's dealt with more. Embiid has dealt with more, even with Jokic having a whole bunch of bums on his team. Yes, Embiid exactly. has dealt with more because at least at least the Nuggets, I'll take I'll take whatever I think it's Mike Malone is their is their coach. I'll take that yeah. over Doc Choke Rivers. He's had to deal with that too. He's had to deal with Doc Rivers as his damn coach. A lot of Nuggets fans don't like Michael Malone. They those yeah, they don't. I think they Mike don't. Malone is like a fine coach, but they I you'll see a lot of Malone and, and Doc Rivers comparisons <laughs> if you look hard enough on NBA Twitter and you ain't got to look that hard. No, so I don't know if the coaching argument is uh, the, the best one there. Um, Embiid, or Embiid's not the MVP. Joke Embiid is. MVP. I, I, I got like, I went down the rabbit hole of like going down someone's replies who like said either Embiid is MVP or Jokic is MVP. My God, we, we really had, that was like, we were like era defining. 
in our debate of that MVP because it's gotten worse and worse as weeks has gone on with people split down the middle of, oh, I'm going with Embiid. I'm going with Jokic. I love how we were ahead of the curve on that. We were. Uh, let's move over to, to the West. The Phoenix Suns, they're either going to get the um, the Pelicans or the Clippers that play in tonight. I really want to pick the Pelicans to be. I the really do. You know me. Like this is this is the same <laughs> thing with the Celtics that I said before. My my Laker heart, my purple and gold heart. It just it just won't allow me to say the Clippers are going to win. And after you know the display of the Timberwolves, <laughs> we'll talk about the display <laughs> of the Timberwolves against the Clippers. I think that it, it it would be very appropriate if the Pelicans beat them without Zion, with just with McCullum. This would be a very big game for McCullum, actually. I think they haven't had Zion would, all season. I don't even be like, yeah. oh, they don't have Zion. They didn't have him all season. So this is true. But I feel like this is a big game for McCullum to kind of like be like, I've been in the shadow of Dame Lillard for a while. I'm the best player on this court against a Clippers team that has played hard basically the whole entire season, who's got Paul George back. And I love, I just love seeing Paul George fail. So that's why I'm going to go with the Pelicans to win this one. I do love seeing Paul George fail. CJ McCollum, man, like, I knew he was good. He was just always, like, wildly inconsistent. He always played great against OKC. But, like, he was just always very inconsistent. It's like, all right, how good is CJ McCollum? He's been tremendous in in New Orleans, like really fucking good. And I mean, he was great in, in the play-in game uh, the other night, man, against the Spurs. Like he he's really good. I've always liked Ingram's game. Like I've always liked Ingram's game. I think he's I think he's tremendous as well. The Clippers are just a very good team. Paul George, like fuck him, but he plays well. Like for the most part, it'll be hit and miss in the playoffs, but. You know, the playoff P jokes are going to live forever, especially when he doesn't play well in the playoffs. I'm leaning towards the Clippers. I'm I'm definitely rooting for the Pelicans, though. I'm really looking forward to this game. Like, the games the other night were, were horrible. Uh, the 7-8 games were great on Tuesday night. Like, those, yeah. those were... Those were really fun games. The 8-9 the games were awful, just two blowouts. Uh, I think the games tonight... I don't care too much about Cleveland and and uh atlanta but i'm really looking forward to this clippers and new orleans game and i'm also looking forward to it because if the clippers lose okc's pick becomes better it, there's a chance that like it i mean it is technically a lottery pick and there's a chance like a 2.1 percent chance that it could be like a top four pick which i don't think will happen but hey look give me give me some odds on it over zero percent <laughs> give me something here uh and if it's a higher pick it becomes easier to package as well so that that helps as well, and that's another reason why I'm definitely rooting against the Clippers is for from my OKC standpoint, and I just love rooting against Paul George. I love Ty Ty Lue as a coach, though. Like he's he's great. The Clippers, despite all their flaws, like they always play hard and stuff. But man, we have Joel Pearl. We just got done talking about the Raptors. Um, yeah, we took we spent a good amount of time too, Joel. Yeah. Just just we go. both picked against them, but. <laughs> Go back a couple of minutes and get angry at us picking against the Joel Raptors. Pearl doesn't know shit about basketball, all right? He doesn't know anything about basketball. Um, I'm going with the Clippers, but I could see McCollum just having, like, a great game. He's he's really good. And I'm happy for CJ McCollum, like, having this coming out party in New Orleans. 
He's great. Uh, I'm going with the Clippers, though. So let's say we got Clippers, Clippers, Suns. I don't think Kawhi's playing. Like, we haven't heard, like, anything on Kawhi, right? No. Like, there's there's just been nothing on him. So I can't I can't assume Kawhi's playing at all. Clippers are good. This is really going to hurt my, like, Suns got to make it to the finals in four things because I could easily see the Clippers, like, just winning two games just because they are just a stingy matchup. I've been reading a lot on the Phoenix Suns. They're probably better than even I've given them credit for. It's like they're that's a well really well oiled team right there. I still think the Suns like probably beat if they get the Pelicans, I like it a little bit more because the Pelicans defense just is gonna offer very little resistance against the Suns. And I definitely like the Suns uh defense against the Pelicans offense. Um the Clippers might get six I, I think five is still whether it's the Clippers or the Pelicans. Suns at five. Yeah, I I, I gotta go with yeah. The Suns and Suns at five against the uh, Clippers with just Paul George. If if there's no Kawhi, because we haven't heard anything about that. If it's the Pelicans, yeah, I'll still go. I'll still go Suns in five. I mean, they have the better chance of winning two games, in my opinion. Because I, I really like this McCallum and Ingram matchup. I don't know how next season, if Zion's healthy, how he's going to mesh with them. But they have they, they have a potential big three that can be at least the bottom half of the West playoff team next season. So hopefully Zion's healthy then. Hopefully Zion's wants to play for the Pelicans because they do have a bright future if that is the case. But yeah, I think the Suns are the best team in NBA in basketball right now. So yeah, I'll go with the Suns in five. Just stay healthy, Phoenix. That's all I'm asking for. Just stay healthy, guys. Okay? Please stay healthy. I mean, I mean we're, we're trying to count on Paul George. I mean, uh, Chris Paul. See, it's the same thing to me. Uh, Chris Paul. We're, wow. counting, on, we're counting on That's Chris the... Paul to stay healthy, ladies and gentlemen. I need Chris Paul to win a championship just to shut you up. That's it. I'm going to throw the biggest. I, I have no ties to, to the Phoenix Suns. I like Chris Paul because of one season in OKC. Literally just like one season. I need Chris Paul to win now just so I can come on here and just throw a parade. I'm going to throw a parade on this show when Chris Paul wins the championship this year. And JJ had the best suggestion for our bet because we did bet last week, if you weren't here with us, that uh, Jeremy says the the Suns are not going to win, uh, more, not going to lose more than four games on their way to the NBA Finals. I said it's definitely going to be within like six or so they lose. So JJ had the best suggestion that we do on an episode of FMC, a PowerPoint presentation of all positive things about the other person's team. Okay. So I, like I can it. only say positive things about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll have the PowerPoint presentation. We'll share our screen and I'll show you all their draft picks and everything like that. You can only say positive things about the Los Angeles Lakers, about LeBron's greatness, about Nick Nurse, about about to be our future head coach. So I think that's the best. That's the best one I saw from the suggestion. All right, I like that. We don't have to spend any money either, which is which is very good because I'm about to spend a lot of money on uh, jewelry. Um, all right, Memphis and and Minnesota. Do you what what is your hot take on Minnesota and their celebration? I mean, they already won the championship, so I don't even <laughs> know why we're what we're really previewing here because oh my god, Pat Bev. 
This man got fined for what he had to say in the post-interview. Like, it wasn't enough what he did on the court, jumping on the, the scores table. They literally, I think it was uh, Stats Muse. Stat Muse had the had the post after the game. Uh, what did these three players have in common? And it was Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and Pat Beverly. <laughs> and then I saw, the, saw somebody in the replies put all three of them on the scores tables. Kobe, after he won the championship, Dwayne Wade after he won the championship, and Pat Bev after he won a play-in game. Why are you a hater of fun? This team, Minnesota, has been down on their luck for so many years. They made the playoffs like once in like 25 years, like dating back to the Garnett year, and then they lost in like, I think they lost in four, maybe it was five against uh, Houston, because they're like the eight seed. Um, they, By the way, they got into that playoffs that year in um, essentially a play-in game because them and Denver had like the same record and then they beat Denver in like game 83 is what they ended up calling it. Um, it, It's a young team, man. Anthony Edwards, he showed out. Like, do I think you should be celebrating that much over a play-in victory just to get a seventh seed? Definitely not. That man was all over Instagram. Like he was toning down, toning down just a little bit. I'm fine. If you want to celebrate, that stuff i'm completely fine if you want to celebrate that stuff tone it down just a little bit though they did go a little over the top but have fun have fun with it man you know they- I- i'm sorry i'm sorry the one i was upset about was really cat uh cat celebrating because he didn't he didn't have anything to celebrate that was an embarrassing <laughs> display yeah, I, I literally said he was going to be the best player on the court because, you know, me, I love to disrespect Paul George any to any time I can. So I Anthony said that, Edwards was the best player. Yeah, Anthony Edwards was. I should have went with him as the second best player on the court <laughs> to really disrespect Paul George. But I'm sorry. I, I said this to the Knicks fans last year when they celebrated one win in a seven-game series. They had a whole damn parade in front of Madison Square Garden, and I was embarrassed to be a New Yorker. So I got to keep the same energy for the minnesota timberwolves celebrating a play-in win like they won a championship especially because i know pat bev this was for personal reasons because basically the clippers told him that he was done and now he's on the team that basically puts them at risk of not even making the playoffs so i understand for pat bev but the whole entire team acted like they won the championship that was just a little bit extreme i i think it was less extreme than the new york knicks fans celebrating their damn win in a seven game series like it was the damn that were the when they were only been out of the playoffs for eight seasons people would say oh my god they've been out of the playoffs for eight seasons of course they're gonna celebrate a playoff win like that i'm sorry it did no it's embarrassing act like you've been there before that's what if you haven't thing. been there it's tough to act like you've been there does minnesota Timberwolves have made it to the conference finals you know how i know because Not these I, guys no, not these no, guys, not, not these guys. But I was 16 years old. They had uh, Latrell Sprewell. They had Sam Cassell. They had Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time since then, though. They've made it to the you know the playoffs with with Cat with when they had Jimmy Butler, but they haven't been here in quite some time. So I'll, I'll give them the pass at least here. But I got Memphis winning in six. I think this is a tough series for Memphis because Minnesota is very and sort of in a similar position. I mean, Towns has more playoff experience, like of the of the top players than I guess uh, Memphis was in the playoffs last year. And Stephen Adams does have plenty of playoff experience. Um, yeah. But but this is a 
on the whole, both teams are in a similar position where like they're not fully battle tested. Like the core guys are not fully battle tested as a team, like as a togetherness team, neither of them are battle tested. So they're both in that position of like a too like too young to really know any better type of thing. Um, I think it's a tough matchup because I, I fully expect Towns to play much better than he did against uh than he did against the Clippers. He usually does very well against Steven Adams. I've watched him kill Steven yeah. Adams for years. And this is a worse version of Steven Adams and it's a better version of Carl Anthony Towns. Ja is still great. I've always liked D'Angelo Russell. I know he can be hit or miss. Anthony Edwards looks like he's completely rising up to the moment. I do think Patrick Beverly is just going to annoy the shit out of Ja Morant enough to like get under his skin and everything. I I don't I don't think Patrick Beverly tricked y'all. But I also don't think he like he's the greatest defender in the world. I, I never really thought that, and especially at this point. And I do think Ja that can kind of do things to him that that is gonna make like expose him and stuff. But Patrick Beverly knows all the little tricks and everything that is just gonna annoy somebody. Like yeah, Ja Morant, a young player, and that's where I worry. I think Memphis in seven. Wow. I'm I'm fairly confident. This is a tough matchup. I like this Timberwolves team. Like for for all the all they celebrated too much type of things. And I've been sold on Memphis for a lot of the season. I do think their defense is what's going to end up winning them this series and I do like John Morant. I I don't know if he's the best player on the floor because I'm a big fan of Carl Anthony Towns and I I think he's I think he's a lot better than given credit for because he's just been on bad teams and even True. this Minnesota team isn't great. I'm going Memphis in seven. I don't feel super confident about it. I'm probably at like 65% with, with, with this pick, but I could see towns like having a big series. It would not shock me if the Timberwolves win this series. I mean, I wouldn't shock me either. That's why I said I'm going with Memphis in six. I don't think it goes seven because I just don't believe in Towns that much. Like I think Towns yeah. is, a, is a good player, but he has the games like he had in the play-in with just like 11 points, 5 of 14, fouled out. He has those type of games too often for me to have any stock in them forcing it to a game seven. And Memphis, even if you know Pat Bev is effective against John Morant, they have shown they can still win without jaw being jaws but i feel like this is going to be the the most fun matchup in the west because you got john moran on one side you got anthony edwards on the other those are just two great young players and i think they're going to have they're going to show out in this series going going head to head i'm looking forward to this one this is this is kind of an underrated under radar matchup because it doesn't have full star power jaw like he's not promoted by the league enough. Like he should no. be one of the top stars. And Towns just been under the radar for pretty much his entire career. But I think the world of Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, and because we don't know too much about these, like these are two teams that just haven't been haven't been here before. Memphis was here last year, but they lost pretty easily in the first round. Um, and then Minnesota, like this version of Minnesota, hasn't been here before. I think this is a big series for one of these teams to like show out and like actually make a statement. Uh, on who like because these teams are young like the both these teams could be running things back next year and even if they lose it's like okay we can kind of grow from this I think there's more pressure on on Memphis just because they're the two seed and so people maybe expect more Um, but at the same time they're not expecting too much from them because they haven't been in this position before 
I I like Memphis. I'm looking forward to the series. I think it'll be a very fun series. I hope it's a competitive and it's a good series. Uh, I suspect it will be, but you never know with this kind of stuff. I I'm looking forward to this one though. Again, if if you if you don't have like an investment on, on any of these teams or playoffs or anything, like hit your wagon to one of these teams. I think they're going to be around for a while. And and this is a, a series where you can see a lot of good young talent and possibly like show out. And when you look back in a couple of years, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like this was their first big moment in the NBA and now look at them. Yeah, it's kind of like how what what the your your boys the Thunder was in like 2010 when they had their great series against against the Lakers. Except this is like two young teams going head to head with each other. That a lot of people, like you said, if you don't have a team in the NBA, you might want to watch this series and pick one of them because I felt like for a while that the the Timberwolves with their big three of Edwards, Russell, and Cat that they had potential there and they really showed the potential in the second half of the season. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. Like I said, Memphis in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven. Uh, the three, six matchup, the reigning defending future MVP, Nikola Jokic <laughs> against the golden state warriors. Oh man. I feel bad for the nuggets because, uh, Steph looks like he's going to be playing game one. It looks like the, the Warriors are going to be healthy. The Nuggets got no help. Draymond's going to be barking at Jokic the entire time. I think Jokic is going to get a game, maybe two, if Steph is like, you know, depending on how Steph plays, he's either 30% or he's 90%. That, that's always the big thing with him. Is if he's not shooting well, it's like, oh, Steph's only 30% healthy. Maybe even less than that. But if he goes off the next game, it's like, oh, yeah, Steph is back, fully back. It's this is y'all MVP, y'all. This is this man's MVP. This this man over he here. He is. This is his man. It's regular MVP. season. This it's regular his, season. He's, he's not gonna, he can't even get him to seven games against against the Warriors, against a banged up Warriors. He can't even get them to seven games. I yeah, I I, I think that it's gonna be Warriors in six. I don't believe in the Nuggets. Uh, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry for all the Jokic fans. You know, 2,000, 1,000, 1,000. Oh, it's all great. He's the first player ever to do it. All fine and dandy. There should be an offensive player of the year then. That's what that's what Jokic deserves. If this was the NFL, he would be the offensive player of the year because Kyrie Irving hasn't played the whole year. So that's the only reason why Jokic deserves it. He's the offensive player of the year, but the MVP is the most valuable player. The and MV- that's why I'm, Joel I'm Embiid going, might not make it out of the first round either. By that's the way. why I'm going with Joel Embiid, and you're going with Joel Embiid to make it out of the first round. It wouldn't these. shock me if he doesn't get out of the first round, though. That's why it I, would I'm not a, shock me. I, I did leave the door open for that one but <laughs> i am going i have no ifs ands or buts about it i'm going with the warriors here warriors and six i do believe in Jokic enough to get two games against the warriors but the warriors if they can get healthy within like this first round and we kind of see them firing on all cylinders they are the only big obstacle for the suns to overcome before they get to the finals this is a good matchup for the Warriors in that, like, if they, you're right, if they get healthy, because they haven't, I, I checked, I checked uh, these numbers of like Steph, Clay, and Draymond this season. They've played like 30 minutes together. Like, that, that's it. Like, Dray, they haven't even started 
and, and, and like finish the game together. Because when Clay returned, Draymond started and then immediately fouled and, and checked himself out of the game. The one game they did play, Draymond was coming off the bench. Another game they played, Draymond was coming off the bench. Steph only played like 13 minutes. They've not played at all together this season. Obviously, we know they have chemistry when they're on the floor together. They're really fucking good. Um, and, and this, but they haven't played like not only this season together, but with like together with this lineup. Like, they, yeah. they haven't played together with like Jordan Poole, who is now coming into his own and is like a legit, legit scorer. Andrew Wiggins, uh, they, haven't, they haven't really played with him either. So this is a series, and this is a good series for the Warriors if they can get healthy, get on the same page. This is a matchup you want because the Nuggets, you're really only worried about Jokic to beat you offensively and yeah. defensively. There's not much resistance from their perimeter defense. Like they just don't have a lot going on. You can easily kind of pick them apart, especially with all the, the movement that they have on their offense. This is a series where the Warriors, it might, they might, the, they might lose a game just off of the Jokic factor if he's just going to win them a game. And they might lose a game just off of the like, coming together factor and figuring things out but this is this is going to be a good growing series for the warriors of like hey they're going to figure things out this series and next series is when you should be deathly afraid of them yeah and i i feel bad because i i really had jordan Poole in my like six man of the year conversation uh like before the season started because i know i knew jordan Poole had had a whole bunch of talent but he's really showed out and he started too many games to be in the six man of the year conversation i believe i think he started 51 out of 76 so he's out of that conversation but he's a most improved candidate for sure because he's really played his heart out with the injuries that the Warriors have been suffering. So that's why I'm really looking forward to this series because this is kind of a series for the Warriors to kind of get the kinks out, get Steph into Steph mode, uh, you know, get Clay. We want to see Clay be a, a legitimate scorer in the playoffs. We want to see Draymond be that defensive anchor that he's always been for them. Jordan Poole plays well. You got Wiggins, who's an all-star this season. So they have a lot of different pieces that kind of work to their advantage and that will be effective even against the Suns. And they're, like I said, once again, they are the only obstacle for the Suns to overcome you you said it yourself with the with the memphis grizzlies you wouldn't be surprised if the timberwolves beat them that's why even if they make it past you know make it past the timberwolves i don't see the grizzlies beating the warriors if the warriors are able to get those kinks out get healthy in this series i think that they are going to beat the grizzlies within like six maybe seven games i think the grizzlies have enough defense on the defensive end that they can keep up with the warriors and make it a seven game series but i think even against the even against the Grizzlies. It's going to be six games. So I got the Warriors finishing off the Nuggets because I have more faith in Jokic than even these big Jokic fans who are saying that he's trying to give him a token and charity MVP. He's still going to win two games because he is one of the best players in the world. So I do have Warriors in six. Mavericks and Jazz, this series kind of took a turn in the final game of the season when for some reason Luca decided to play despite they had something to play for because it was possible they could get up to the three seed if they had won and the Warriors lost. Like either way you're getting the Nuggets or the Jazz. I probably would have just like rested him and yeah. felt comfortable no matter 
if you get the Nuggets or the Jazz, like I would have just felt comfortable. Like you'd rather just have Luca than not have Luca, no matter who you're playing against. If they don't, if Luca misses two games or just isn't healthy, I'm going with Utah because this team is not good outside outside of him. And no. I, I, have, I have very little faith in Utah, but like this is a bad Dallas Mavericks team if you don't have Luca. If they have Luca, different story. I'm going with the Mavericks. Uh, I have no faith in the Jazz. This is just a weird, weird series that really just hinges on the health of Luke Doncic. Yeah, I think because of that injury, this is going to be a seven-game series, and it really is going to come down to how many ba- how many games of this seven-game series Luka Dantage is Luka Dantage. So I don't think he's going to be Luka Dantage even if he plays in game one. So I think the Jazz might win game one and surprise some people, and then they might even win game two. They might go into Utah with a 2-0 advantage. So that is going to be where this game is going to shift either or. I'm going to be confident in Luka enough to say that he plays at least five games of the series and maybe the the Mavs are able to pull this out. But yeah, I'm going to take the Mavs in seven because of that stupid I don't understand it didn't matter it really didn't matter I don't understand I didn't understand why the Celtics played to get the two seed because why would you want to play the Nets I don't understand I wouldn't understand I didn't understand that and I didn't understand the difference between yeah you're versing you know the Nuggets team without uh, Jokic is it's depleted. It's depleted to say the say the best. So maybe you wanted that matchup, but it just wasn't enough of a risk to play those players in the last game of the season. And it may have cost the Mavericks their their chance to even make it into the conference final or make it that far. So I think the Mavs do get this series here, but because of this injury, I'm not confident in them against the Suns. I think the Suns are going to beat them in like five games with the injured uh, Luka because even if Luka comes back and he's able to play a majority of the games in this seven-game series, that wear and tear is going to be there from this first round, and he's not going to have enough in the second round. And we've seen that with Luka, that he can have like four or five games in the first round that he plays great, but then as it goes on in that series, six, seven games, he still puts up his stats but he just doesn't have it in like the fourth quarters so i think that's going to be the big difference here i'm i'm with you i'm i'm fascinated by utah in in this in in this playoffs like in general because if they lose this series whether luca plays or not like if they lose this series they've got to completely they got to blow it up yeah this team and like they're gonna get Golden State or they're gonna get Phoenix next round, and they're probably gonna have to blow it up after after that too, because I don't think they're beating Phoenix. I think there's a lot of pressure on Donovan Mitchell to deliver. It whether Luca plays or not, I'm gonna go work under the assumption that Luca will play the majority of the games, probably won't be hundred percent though. I think there's a lot of pressure on Donovan Mitchell to deliver. More than Gobert, because Gobert just he is what he is defensively, he's great. Uh, offensively, he's really, he is what he is, but like Mitchell's the leading scorer and and that's the the number one option on offense. So there's going to be just more pressure on him. I, I'm going with Dallas, assuming Luca is healthy enough to play the majority of the games. Otherwise I, I like Utah because I don't think Dallas is very good without Luca. No, like, yeah, like I said, if, if Luca can play four to five games, 
that I'm, I th- I'm going to take the Mavs to win all those games. Like I said, my theory for the playoffs remains the same through all the series we've talked about in the first round. Whoever has the best player on the court, that's the team I'm riding with. So if Luka plays, yeah, I'm going with the Mavs in seven. But if Luka doesn't play, I think it's Utah in like five or six. Yeah, I, I could easily see them if, if Luka misses. Uh, if he misses like the first two or three games, I could easily see five or six for for Utah because I don't I don't think the Mavericks get a game without without Luca. That team's just not not that great. And there is there's a very real possibility of because I mean we kind of thought this last year when the Clippers everybody just got like hurt and it was like oh well, the Jazz are easily going to win this series now and then True. They still lost. There's a very real possibility that Utah is just not good enough to do anything. And I mean Dallas plays the five out offense obviously with Luca, it's a lot easier to do that and have success than without him um but there's a very real possibility that even without him the jazz just like play down the competition and just can't figure it out and gobert is a non-factor and mitchell just doesn't play very well but th- this mavericks team i don't think is as good as even that banged up clippers team last year i mean i like uh dinwiddie but if that's your number one option you're kind of in trouble the rest yeah. of those guys, they're just like there. Like they play their role well, but Luca kind of makes everything run for that team. Uh, it's such a shame that Luca played in that last game and ended up getting injured. There was no, I understand. No yeah, I understand. Like they were like, oh, maybe we can get the three seed, but it's like you're facing the Jazz or the Nuggets either way. You would rather have, it doesn't matter like who you face, like you would just rather have Luca and you'd rather rest him and make sure he's healthy than try to get your matchup against the Nuggets or or the Jazz. Because it, that one could have gone either way too. Because I think if the Jazz had lost and the Nuggets had won, then the Nuggets could have jumped up to five. So you're really basing it on, all right, the Warriors have to lose. And then depending on who you wanted, I'm assuming they wanted the Nuggets maybe. Like that's why they decided to play. Yeah. But then you, so again, the Warriors would have to lose, and then the Nuggets would have to win, and the Jazz would have to lose. That's too many factors, too many variables, relying on too many other teams to be like, yeah, we're gonna definitely play Luca here to make sure we win this game and, and do what we need to do. Just let them play it out, and however the chips fall, you have a healthy Luca Doncic. That that was the smart way to go at it. So I, I see. I'm not saying that Jeremy doesn't deserve an NBA coaching job. I'm saying he doesn't deserve the Los Angeles Lakers job because he slandered us. But he deserves a coaching job because Did you're you're at least you're at least you called them children. They are not children. Yeah, you, they are two. Uh, one out of the three ain't children. He just gets injured. He's fragile. He's not a child. He doesn't cry. The other two are. The other two are children. I, I'm not. I'm not going to debate against uh, Westbrook or LeBron after their exit interview. Anthony, no, 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 no. Anthony Davis, child. The way he forced no. himself out of New Orleans, child. No. That's All not right. a child. That is a teenager. He was child. frustrated. He was frustrated and he wanted to move on to a better successful team. And he got an NBA champion for it. He's a he's a teenager at the very least. Teenagers are not child. He's not an adolescent. He's a teenager. But um, you do deserve a coaching job because you t- you think a lot smarter than Jason Kidd did. So I deserve, I'll give you that. I deserve the Lakers 
head no. coaching job. No. I, I will throw my resume. I'm flying you, out to Los Angeles. You, you want to go to California? Go to Sacramento. You could be the Sacramento Kings uh, I could coach. Get that job too. They should, <laughs> they should honestly hire me. One of these teams, they just got to do the the Eddie approach of just pulling the fan out of the stands and just like. Sure, what, let's go what with it. What a great movie! What a that great that's what cool. that's what we're gonna do in the off season. We're gonna just talk <laughs> about basketball movies. Like that, that. that's we like my favorite. That. That's one of my favorite genres of movies. Eddie, yeah. uh, so many ones above the rim. Uh, yeah, there's so many good ones. You gotta watch basketball. Oh, basketball! Yes, yeah. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, it's it's so been well. years. <laughs> oh my god, Coach Carter is another great one. So yeah. That's we what we're do doing. We watch uh, basketball films. Joanna Man. Oh, you, you just you popped me so much with that one, Joanna Man. <laughs> the, yo, um, I'm sorry. That's the best. The best song connected to a movie is Fat Joe and Ashanti. <laughs> what about love with Joanna Man? Oh my god. I should like Mike movies. My <laughs> my favorite, legitimately, my favorite movie of all of all time is White Man Can't Jump. So oh. we'll we'll watch that. Dude, dude, the the SNSP three. If you go by my government, is Sydney. So you, you you know you know I love me some white man can't jump with with a black man Wesley Snipe being called Sydney. I I popped for that when I was a kid. I still pop for it to this day. Yeah, white man can't jump is is a classic. Our pal uh, Cher Delaware got me um, white man can't jump Funko Pops for my birthday last year. Yes, that's that's my favorite movie of all time. I love that film. But yeah, we'll we'll just review basketball films in the offseason. You can do that. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're we're not gonna talk about Entourage today because as I figured, we just talked a lot about the NBA playoffs. Uh we'll get back on the Entourage track uh next week, assuming we just don't have a shit ton to talk about when it comes to the NBA playoffs, which will probably be the case. Uh yeah. SP3, you guys, I, I might pop on because you guys, Steven Jensen alerted me that you guys aren't talking about Degrassi on Degrassi Dudes. You're talking about Saved by the Bell, so I might have to pop on. Yo, p- please do because it was basically in our conversation about Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, I don't know how we got to Saved by the Bell, but it was just, it came into my head because I looked it up a couple of weeks back that Saved by the Bell, the new class lasted more seasons than Saved by the Bell, the original series. And then when and then we had people in the comments being like, oh, what if you add Good Morning Miss Bliss and the college years? The new class still has more seasons than Zach Slater and the gang. Like, that was that was the amazing thing that I remember us talking about. So when Jensen hit me up to, this week and said, what do you want to talk about on Degrassi Dudes? I think it was the nice follow-up to dedicate a whole episode to talk about Saved by the Bell. So we're going to be talking about Saved by the Bell. We'll talk a little, maybe a little bit about Good Morning, Miss Bliss, because I've seen all those episodes. I remember on syndication, you had Zach in like a little studio. Like, yeah, I remember me in uh, <laughs> junior high and we had a teacher named Miss Bliss. So we'll take, we're talk in depth about saved by the bell and then on twitch we're gonna watch a few episodes of zach morris's trash i just put my 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 lady onto it she's she was laughing yesterday at some of these episodes so yes stay tuned for that that's right here on fightful overbooked uh so yeah stick around say by the bell talk i love that show honestly like all time rankings it is very high up there that's i watched that just like 
every morning before school, every day Same. after school. Same. Same. That that's how I woke up in the morning. It used to come on at like 7 a.m., yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. on CBS. And that's how I woke up every morning. My mom would know how to just put, turn that <laughs> on. It was that and Pokemon. Those are the two shows that I remember right. waking up to when I was a kid in elementary school. So Jensen and SB3 are gonna be talking about Saved by the Bell. You know, I might have to pop on that. Uh I got some stuff to listen to, but Saved by the Bell talk is gonna overrule some Tony Storm interview um all right everybody we will we will uh be back next week to talk about more nba playoffs and we'll talk to y'all then any other plugs sp3 i don't want to shortchange you on plugs uh just follow the the twitter page true hill sp3 tomorrow true hill heat 171 on the true hill heat youtube channel 1105 a.m eastern time check that out and yeah that, that's all for now, I'll see you. In, I'll see you in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Stay here with Five Lover booked uh, later today after um, after Degrassi dudes talking say by the bell. Right now, uh, we got coexisting with Rob and Maggie at three three p.m. Eastern. So Rob's in the chat. Uh, Maggie, who rules, we'll be talking stuff in wrestling. I'm sure all the fun stuff in wrestling. So next week, I plan to get back on track with the with the YouTube. Sick this week, just. Rough couple of weeks, everybody, but I appreciate y'all. Appreciate the support. Talk to y'all later on. Bye, everybody. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.